Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. How we raise our children often relies on the prevailing wisdom of the time, which means that the advice changes all the time. And with those changes, how we view ourselves as parents and the role of parenting has changed as well. Think about how parents of the 80s largely had their kids fit around their own lives and how today we mostly change our lives to suit them. Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue has seen the face of parenting change over the 30 years she's been working with families. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. How would you describe the parenting style when you first started this work in, I guess it was the 90s? Yeah, it was the early 90s. And I think it um, was less confusing. It was probably more structured. So in a way, the rules were a bit more defined. And remember, at the end of the 80s and the beginning of the 90s, predominantly mothers still stayed at home until the child was about three. So, you know, it's only in that beginning part of the 90s that we saw predominantly women going back to work either consistently full-time um, or part-time but with much longer hours. So our mum might have worked but it was fit in and around schools and preschools. So it can be quite structured. Children sort of got their naps. Uh, they sort of had to sort it out themselves. And even in my training, the things that we did with the parents were quite structured. You do things this way and that's how it's done. And there wasn't a lot of things. Right, so, you mean stuff that you can buy. Yeah, stuff to confuse <laughs> us. Like when yep. I do my grandparents' class um, at the hospital, those parents probably only had four prams to choose from. And they only had two books. And one of those books was our sort of training book. So there wasn't a lot of confusion. It was still as hard. There was still the same emotional things going on, but it was the, there was more clarity, I think. And they laughed because they only had a choice of three prams. And on the average floor of a big baby shop, there's probably 60. Wow. So it's Isn't changed. Insane? Yeah. So um, obviously having more choice is a, a huge shift. Yep. The consequence of that, is that confusion? Is that what you're yeah. saying? So I think what we see is the confusion and am I doing it right? Even down to which wrap to buy to wrap my baby. Am I doing it right? Because I think parents can get really overwhelmed. You know, there were two or three books, you know, 30 years ago. I think there's something, it's something like a thousand books written about children under the age of one, let alone wow. social media and what I call the one-liners of parenting, you know, my baby did, blah, mm. you know, and that can be really confusing. And I suppose the other biggest thing I've seen is I think when mums took their babies home 30 years ago, the neighbour was home with her two kids and the lady across the road was at home with her three kids. And so they could there was more of a community around that new mum who might have come home. And I think the difference now is our mums are – isolated, but yet there's people around them. So they're isolated by the fact that they may not know anybody else in that street that might have a baby for them to bounce some ideas off. And I guess as well, if we're talking from the 90s to now, you would have seen effectively different generations of yes. parents. Yes. So have you noticed that 
parents themselves have changed, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think in the positive of parents changing is I think we parent children as in both parents parent the children. So our partners know as much about that child as the the main caregiver or the mum might do. And whereas 30 years ago, it was more a classic, you know, the mum might have done the caring of the children and the dad or the partner went to work. So it was much more driven by the roles, whereas now we raise children together. And that's what we see a lot more of. So we're educating fathers now as much as we do mothers. And I think we see that a lot in the way that even from the hospital, you know, 30 years ago, mum would have had that baby and there would have been visiting hours for dads to come in or dad might have just crept into that delivery suite, but it wasn't a thing. And now our dads are there from the get-go. They go through the whole process. They're now staying in hospitals. We have double beds. So we're educating them together in the knowledge of that baby. So that's a huge shift from 30 years ago. And you uh, you work within the hospital yep. system, but yep. you also do private right. care and yeah. you, you go to see people. Have you found across the 30 years that each generation of parents they're still reaching out for your private care, not just getting the information at hospital? Absolutely. So it hasn't changed um, in terms of people wanting assistance at home versus just getting a piece of information and going with that. So when we did our training 30 years ago, we were actually placed in the home to understand how to help people in the homes. So it's still as much a thing. I just probably think it was more centralised to a specific group, whereas I think now a very broad number of parents can access people in their homes, lactation consultants, night nannies, parent consultants like myself. So they've got a much bigger pool to pull out of, depending on what might be going on for them at home. Whereas 30 years ago, I think it was a bit more rigid. It was the early childhood centre And if you could afford maybe a lactation consultant or maybe someone coming into your home to help you. When I reflect on that time period, as it specifically relates to parenting, um, I think obviously the internet and the influence of the internet Internet. has been huge. Yeah. And also most recently the pandemic. Yeah. So if we can focus on the internet for a while, is it only about the choice that's available to parents or how else do you, have you seen the influence of Of, the internet impact parenting? So I think there's one in between. So I think the pandemic is a whole, you know, there'll be books written about that in itself. But I think there's one in the middle, which is social media. So the internet, what that allowed us to do was gain more knowledge. So a lot more in-depth knowledge. Now, obviously, we can get confused by that. But I think it allowed parents to get a greater understanding of what might have been going on or why we've changed say, discipline now from where we were 40 or 50 years ago. But the other thing that's become more overwhelming, I think, is the one in between, which is social media, where it's grabs of parenting. And I think that's been much harder for parents to decipher what works for them when it's a little grab of parenting, a a picture, a word, an image. Whereas the internet itself allowed us more access to information, but we could choose that information. So you could look up um, something like the crying baby and get much more in-depth information about why babies cry. Whereas on the social media where I think it's a bit more confusing because it might just be an image of, 
you know, a mother in a, under a tree breastfeeding a baby <laughs> and there's soft lighting in the background. But, you know, most of us know that that reality doesn't happen. It might happen occasionally, but not often. Um, so I think that's been a much more difficult thing to grasp as parents than just information because information you can filter that in or out or seek what you want. But those grabs, I think, have made a much bigger impact on parenting. And so when it comes to the pandemic, I totally appreciate that there will be books written. Yeah. But you were someone who had feet on the ground yes. during that period, both in hospitals yep. and, and I am assuming giving advice over FaceTime. FaceTime, that sort of thing. So what did you observe during that period in terms of how parents were coping and, and yeah. what, it, what it did to the way they parented? So the interesting thing about the pandemic that I found is that for the most of the people that we saw, they actually coped better than prior to the pandemic. And the other interesting thing is since sort of we've got a lot more freedom, what's happened. So during the bulk of the restrictions through the pandemic, I actually found that parents coped better. They could concentrate on the information really well because they didn't have anything else around them to clutter them. So they didn't have family, friends constantly dropping in and giving their opinion on it. They just had to take the information and work out whether it worked for you, for you or not. The fascinating thing for me is a lot of my work prior to the pandemic was physically in a home and I found I could do get the same message across over FaceTime. Yeah. So the parents were able to still have the same interactive um, of information and be able to do it without me physically standing there and doing it. And I felt that that was really empowering to the parents, that they could take the information and work with it and still get a really good outcome. I think the babies did better because there was less going out. So the rhythms of a baby's age or stage were probably more consistent and the baby was reacting to it. So there was a real period of time where actually the babies and the parents seem more settled. Now, I don't think that's for everyone. I'm mm. sure there are people out there that truly struggled with just the two of them. But from what I saw, especially at the hospital and going home from the hospital, we were able to keep that information quite consistent and they were going home with that consistency in it. Um, so my take is that they did better and that the babies did better. Mm -hmm. They might have struggled with the isolation of being locked down. Yeah. But the babies and they did better in their parenting. Okay. And I guess when I was listening to that, I was thinking it might be the true of first-time parents having a toddler at home in isolation and yeah. a new baby I think might have been a bit... <laughs> challenging. Challenging. Nightmare. Challenging. Um, challenging. So it worked well for those who were starting this parenting journey. It worked well for even probably if you had a toddler and a baby because I think then you had to put the baby down. Mm. I think the toddlers you. became more distracted because they weren't getting probably the same socialisation that they were getting yeah. prior. But I still think that generally the babies did okay. They still did better than prior to when, the mm. pandemic. So they it, had more rhythm yeah, they more had more routine. consistency, yes. I think, in it, even if the consistency was chaos. <laughs> okay. So, yes, it did well during the restrictions, 
And what have you seen Ah. since the restrictions have lifted? So we've been out of restrictions now, what, six, eight months. And what I found was there's been a period of time. It's almost like letting school children loose. (laughs) So now they've got lots of information. They can get out, they can meet friends, and they're not quite sure how that works. So it went a little chaotic in the beginning. So they didn't know whether they needed to be at home or go to the mother's group or go out to their parents' place. And there was still this, you know, we still have to be cautious. So I think there was this period of time where it felt a little bit like they were probably overwhelmed with the freedom. Yeah, right. Which is a bit like a toddler. If you give the toddler lots of sort of boundaries, they do really well. And then when you say, actually, just do what you want, they sort of go a little bit manic. So I think it's taken a little bit of time for us to get back in the groove of that balance in their life between what does my baby need and what do I need to do for them and our balance of this outer world that we can now now go back into it, especially if their baby was born in the pandemic. Like now they've got to recreate that toddler in this sort of outside world. And I think it's been interesting to watch. It feels better now. So we're now six to eight months down and it feels like people are getting more into a, a balanced groove of their care for their children and their balance for what they need. I know it's a lot of time to look over. Yeah. And you would have seen thousands of babies <laughs> in different families in that time. But reflecting on the way parenting has changed over that period, what would you say to someone who is about to ha- have their first baby now or who has really a little baby and a toddler? is in that very early stage of parenting. I think not to be hard on yourself. What we see a lot of is parents being hard on themselves. They want to do the right thing. And that babies and toddlers are more flexible. They're more forgiving. They're more forgiving with life. Their day goes on and they don't really know if you've had a cranky day or they don't. And I think we need to be more forgiving on ourselves as parents because the babies and the children are. And as I say to them when they've got little babies, I say, you know, just end the day and start again tomorrow. It's yeah. it's only one day in their life. But as long as there's this sort of rough consistency, you will get through this space. So I think if I my take-home message was be kind to yourselves because then the parenting will be easier. But that's hard when you've got a little baby in your hands and you try and do the very best you can for that baby. And they haven't realised that, you know, it's an everyday event. It's not a moment in that baby's life. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Chris, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. That's Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.